guys. Welcome back. Oh my God, we're recording. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm sitting here. Did you hear me whispering? Uh, <laughs> Why do we have to start? <laughs> Hi. I thought you were joking. Oh. <laughs> and then I saw I the red light. Like, start. Like, go. I'm did, Sarah Austin. This Ep- God damn, I can't talk. We didn't even promote this episode. What do you mean? We didn't even tell them what, what we have in store. Like this is on the last episode. I think, a, I think this is a big deal what we're doing. Like, I think it's going to be a fun ride for at least one of us, and that would be you. <laughs> uh, you're you're who? I'm Sarah Austin. You're sober Sarah Austin. Sober Sarah Austin. You are I'm sober Vanessa Tyler. And this what's the is plan? this podcast sounds exhausting. All right, episode twelve. If you don't know. Get we still have to say it every time. That's what no. podcasters do. No. Yeah. Even Howard Stern. Every time he gets on, he says, No, he doesn't. He says, Howard Stern show. No, he doesn't. Says, Hey, now. Okay. Well, until we have Morning, a great everybody. catchphrase. Thank you. <laughs> we still have to say who the fuck we are because this could be someone's first episode. You don't know. Well, what are they doing starting in 12? It'll look interesting Listen, on the title. Go, <laughs> I'll give them that. One. They'll be like, look at this episode. Mm, so uh, everyone's wondering. Listen, it's been, it's, a really, it's been a really rough month for me. Um, Hello. Too. You're so... <laughs> Listen, this is kind for of me. just about me. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to the Sarah Austin show. Go ahead. No, I, um, I'm speaking on my own behalf. I've had, um, emotion, mentally, emotionally not been in like a great place the past couple weeks. Um, so, but nothing like crazy happened. Everybody should just, no, I I just, uh, yeah, stress and mental illness that I have to keep under check. That's correct. <laughs> you know, every, you know, this is accurate. we're all dealing with, with our own shit, but I have, no, we're all dealing like, with your shit. Believe me. Listen, <laughs> la- last night I had like, I must had like a full breakdown where I was like, I'm never doing the podcast again. <gasps> I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not interesting enough i can't but you're having uh, imposter syndrome again yes we've reviewed really this bad and i talked to my husband and i'm like i just i don't even feel like i can do it like who would want to listen to this and, i think um, you're lying about the reason i think you're just busy no no i mean i am busy but this is fun for me mr busy like i that's why isaac was like no you're just tired <laughs> like you're tired and you're sad and you're not feeling well and you know you're angry. yeah like you'll get through this don't be making decisions like that you need to you know because he knows as well as i hope you know and everyone else i love doing this i really mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. um but i get really down on myself a lot i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that mm-hmm. um And so because it's been such a busy, stressful past, man, since we got back from vacation, for both of us, it's just been like a lot of shit, right? No, we've been very busy and under a lot of stress. Yeah. Like in our, in our own personal lives, not like in our friendship, (laughs) like our friendship is fine. Yeah. Both of our everyday lives have been 
kind of crazy. I'm glad though, because we whipped out a couple quick episodes, like no lie, we didn't do a whole lot of research and prep on the last few and we had to take time off, but it's for good reason. We both have been busy. We're both moving. Yep. And I, I do pest control, uh, you know, to pay bills because, you know, 83 listeners doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's pest control season yep. and I'm moving. So I'm working 12, 13 hour days. You've got, I don't know, uh, t- 20 hour days. How many kids do you have? That's 20, carry the yep. third. One of them, three kids. They're one of them, two, right? Yep. Right. So that's twenty six hours a day you're working. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My husband's out of town a lot for this new great job that he has, which I'm very thankful for. But it's you know, his schedule's very different. Takes a lot of time away from the family and um, our beloved uh, cat passed away. Lola last week um very suddenly and that was my oldest son's therapy cat and so it was like really devastating for our family yeah um but we're getting we're getting through it we're processing it every day and um he is doing well um i'm sorry do you have a black eye no Okay. I'm just in. really tired. No, not both of them. <laughs> just your left one. No. Uh-uh. Okay. It's just uh, no. a shadow. Yeah, it's just a shadow. Do you have a black kind of very, eye? I wasn't getting judgmental. I was just getting Don't a little you love defensive. when you're like at work and someone's like, are you sick? Are you not feeling well? And it's like, oh, bitch, this is just what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck off. No, you look great. I just wanted, I just got defensive. It's really just lighting. But listen, Caden's more important. Tell me yeah. how. No, Caden's doing good. Um, it's been, it's been tough. Um, anyone who, you know, uh, suffers from mental illness, like my oldest son does, um, routine and how you handle certain situations and your coping skills and things um his his coping skills and the way he calmed down and everything really um revolved and centered around this cat um so it's gonna be you know some adjustments um as to how he you know processes things from here on out but you know we had her for six years and um she had a really awesome life. I mean, there's no, I'll never find another cat like her. And believe me, she didn't like me. <laughs> she didn't like any of us. And I loved her. Yeah. Um, she only liked Kaden. Um, but she was still part of the family, you know? And so it was uh, really does. sudden and hard. And um, so it's just been really, you know, just heavy, lots of stuff and lots of stress. And so we thought, what can we do this week? That would be no. Here's how I came up with it. This is I'm taking over now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sarah's husband sends me updates. Right. So when she gets out of control, and maybe it's not appropriate for family, immediate family, right? Mm-hmm. It comes to me, I think. Right. I think right. That's fair to say. Yes. I get it that often, but I get the good ones. I think probably you before immediate family. So basically, <laughs> yeah, right. So basically, I get videos or whatever I get about you from Isaac is, in my opinion, things that he can't post because you would not allow it. Right. And there's really no one else he can share it with because you would not allow it someone to talk to (laughs) (laughs) 
you need someone else to witness right because it's okay that i see you at your worst right right Right. so (laughs) believe me (laughs) she hit rock bottom (laughs) it was low so they have a they have they're in michigan recreational marijuana is legal there and uh, they have it in this little glass jar uh, in a safe place up high but it's got all different flower buds in it and i guess there's a heavy dose in there listen and sarah didn't know she just pulled it out put it in and sarah will do this when she smokes because she's a she's a cigarette smoker well not anymore actually she switched to jewel yeah. but because of the years and years that she was a cigarette smoker she will roll a joint she'll light it she'll get high instantly off the first puff and she will literally forget she's smoking weed and just puff the whole joint and be literally too high to function <laughs> And so he sends me a video of her. It happens uh, very rarely that I get. Oh, it's wonderful when it happens. Like this. But the best things in life are rare. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So she's a bit in the video. She's hugging the toilet. <laughs> so I thought I was going to die. Correct. And then in the, in the next video, she's laying on her back on the floor with her feet on the floor and her knees bent up. And her arm is over her face. And she has this very whiny voice when things are not going her way. So I'm going to try and imitate it the best I can. But she basically oh, says, my legs don't work. Actually, <laughs> let's go to that video and play the audio, shall we? Oh, no. You Why not? Guys. And so you could probably guess where this is going. <laughs> but I'm watching this video and I'm like, do you know what would be great? Sarah, hi. Not <laughs> telling, that high. <laughs> telling me something. And then Sarah's like, yeah, I'll tell you an alien conspiracy theory. And I'll just sip. I can't smoke, right? I have my medical marijuana card. Yeah. But my nuke job is a real career. And they they have a high standard. Not that smoking. They haven't said that it's a bad thing to me. They just well, said they because, have of because of insurance purposes right. and things like right. that. Because it's not federally legal. Right. And it's not recreational in Arizona. Right. Hinder some of those insurances and things like that that they have. In fact, the bottom line that it came down to Mm -hmm. from them was because the federal government doesn't recognize the medical benefits, we can't officially. Right. But they respected, you know, my law enforcement background and why I use it and and all that stuff. But, anyways, I don't anymore. Right. Um, Which is great. Not great, which is fine because they actually give me uh, health insurance and benefits, which supplement (laughs) 401k and retirement. (laughs) Right. I didn't have that before. You know what I mean? So now I can go see a doctor instead of just, you know, anyways, I have the video, everybody. Let's do it. Sarah, you ready for this? Yeah. Hey, quiet. Everyone shut up. Let me set the scene again. Again, she's laying on her back on the floor, high out of her mind in the bathroom. My lovely husband's just videotaping away. We love Isaac for everything he does (laughs) so much. And her hands are over her face, and she's completely defeated. She's wearing her favorite David Bowie shirt. Listen, I just vomited like three times. And I'm pretty sure you're wearing yoga pants. So here we go. I can't feel my legs. I can't control my legs. I can't control my legs. No, it was great. So anyways, I'm like, tell me a story while you're stoned on the air because you can smoke and that'll be cool. And I'll sip on whiskey. Yep. I am, uh, unfortunately, more than 21. I'm 32 now. And uh, it's Friday night. I'm not driving. Let's do it. And I've tested this joint already yesterday. And it's good to go. 
not get sick. <laughs> I'm doing research, get... Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get, you know, like I couldn't control my legs. Right. Um, so we are going to pause. Sarah is sober, by the way. I'm I've already had a few right sips. Now. Not a lot. I put a double shot in a small glass with ice. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, right? I'm no. a lightweight, so I don't need more than that. Yeah. And I'm very much hydrated and had a little bit of food. So anyways, we're going to pause so you can go in the bathroom and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll come back and like remember what you're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I hope so. But I wanted to do it this way. I'm excited about this because I love alien stuff and I love it even more when I'm high. <laughs> yeah, believe me. She, I went to her house to see her back in February and she got super high and we were watching something and we started talking about chaos magic. And oh. I was like, this girl is way more like out there than I thought. And she got embarrassed. She was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Because usually her and I talk about science and facts, yeah. reason and rational, because we're so irrational and ridiculous right. in our lives that that's usually what we talk about. And she went way out there with it. No offense. No, yeah. I've <laughs> <And laughs> nah. already had a shot of whiskey. Magic <laughs> and aliens are the two oh, yeah. that like, if I'm high, I just fucking love it. Right. Because I'm sitting here trying to talk. It, 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 like my inhibitions go a little bit, you know, yeah. that like wall of like, I need to be this hardcore atheist is skeptic and doesn't believe in any of this bullshit. And then I'd smoke a little bit of weed and I'm like, ghosts could be super cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like trying to be rational about it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, well, uh, Wait a uh, second. if it was this, then, well, there's me and Isaac saw these orange orbs in the sky and I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to talk about that. People think that's just light hitting a black hole or something. And you were like, but this is so much cooler. Listen, you know what I remember? You had to like believe it was possible. Like you had to. Yeah. Because you thought that was cool. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's fine. And we did see a spaceship. Oh, like, now it's a spaceship. I see how it's upgraded. A UFO. We did see a UFO. Am I going to talk about flying? it? It could have just been light moving. Yeah, from a UFO. Anyways, I'm going to pause. <laughs> we'll be right back. Mm, I want you to tell everybody we're back, by the way. <laughs> I know that was instantaneous for you. It was approximately three minutes for us. <laughs> I want you to tell everybody what you just came back to the table with. Okay. <laughs> I have a diet Mountain Dew, my husband's. <laughs> I have a piece of pizza from like the best local pizza joint. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated Father's Day today because oh. Isaac goes out of town on Sunday. And so we got fish fry from this awesome place. Oh, he'll be here on Sunday for Father's Day? Yeah. What does he want? I can get him something. Um, and don't say a blowjob because I don't. I mean, I could do that. That, that may be what he wants. Yeah. I am allowed, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Not because they have an open relationship, but because I'm that trusted. Thank That's you. right. <laughs> um, to hate every minute of it. So I have, I have some munchies. Pizza. What was in the styrofoam thing? I'm eating a cheese Fish Danish fry. Does my chewing bother you when you're high like it does when you're sober? My own chewing is bothering me. <laughs> it's amplified from this microphone. Wait, I missed what you said. What's in the styrofoam? Fish fry. Mmm. Yeah. That's really, really, really a decent meal. I'm eating a cheese Danish for dinner. It's just sad. Hey. I got the bachelor life. Those are I'm good. not a bachelor, though. I am taken, but I'm living alone. Right. Until the 25th. <laughs> until the 25th when she comes to visit uh-huh okay put in your mouth 
a piece of pizza. Do you smoke enough to be entertaining? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, Snacks. I sure hope so. Snacks. Um, I do have to not eat in this microphone, though, because that's going to be... Sarah, <laughs> we can't eat for our podcast. We need to tell a story. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. Well, I didn't tell you what I'm doing this week. So... Yeah, you did. I'm doing... Alien conspiracy. Yay, frogs. Is the first widely publicized report of alien abduction. Now. Yep. This is... The Barney and Betty Hill story. Oh, you're doing a whole story? Yeah. What am I going to do? Just drink? <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, fuck I yeah. thought about three things. Weed, snacks, and story. And aliens. Yeah. Well, that's part of the story. So All Betty right. and Barney Hill, they're an American couple who claimed to be abducted by aliens in a rural portion of the state of New Hampshire on September 19th through the 20th in 1961. So we're going way back. Um, you might Listen, have heard... Huh? It's just, it's not true. So we'll just move on to something else. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty... You think there's some validity to this story in all seriousness? Yeah. yeah. Come on. No, for real. Come on. I do. Um, An alien abduction. Yeah, they for take sure. You, they fuck with you. They return you. I 100% believe in alien abduction. So if they take you, they fuck with you, they return you. Sounds an awful lot like where the merchandise on alien Amazon. Yeah, that's a really good metaphor. <laughs> this is why I love you when you're high. Analogy, I'm, whatever that I'm the be. smartest person. You are so fucking smart Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a great analogy that's probably what we are i wish you wouldn't drink diet it's so bad for you anyways yeah, here we go. um you may have heard of this story because it was adapted into the best-selling 1966 book the interrupted journey and in 1975 it was a tv movie starring james earl jones called the ufo incident boring so that might be where you've heard of these people before Oh my god, like why are they always hillbillies? Go ahead. These people are not. What are their names? Betty and Barney Hill. I'm gonna right. tell Betty and Barney tell? Hill aren't hillbillies. Okay. No, they're not. Uh mm. the Hills lived in Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Their names are the Hills. Come on. Ports Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, Barney was a US postal worker. Betty was a social worker. Both were active. Active mem members. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Active members. <laughs> Both were active members of a Unitarian church congregation and members uh, of the. Uh, Let me keep going. Okay. Can't interrupt me. They already believe in a man in the sky. Come on. And members of the NAACP. God bless them. They were community leaders. Um, Barney also sat on the local board of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. Uh, Barney was African-American and Betty was white, meaning they were an inter interracial couple during a time oh. that it was uncommon and particularly looked down on, scrutinized. Not that it matters, but who's who in there? Um, Barney, the husband, is a black man. Betty, the wife, is a white woman. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. Fun fact, New Hampshire was voted the nation's second most happiest state, I mm. think. 
see when I was doing um some research on this, um some people uh refute the whole whole story saying that they were the couple was under a lot of um pause stress smoke again okay all right we're recording i paused it to make her smoke again and she just listen not only did she pause normally sarah would be like why she doesn't listen to me she fucking paused it what's up I was like, go go smoke again. I can tell you're being conservative because you 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 don't want to embarrass yourself. No, please embarrass yourself. No. And she's like, she's like, took two bites of her beach. She's like, okay, <laughs> bye. I, mean, I don't think I need to, but okay, be right back. Uh, back to uh, where I was at. Um, yeah, they, where were we at? New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh no, I was saying this yeah, better get good. Let's go get well, to the anal probing. Stop. Um, if they weren't anally probed, I'm going to be upset. They were. Don't worry. God bless. Um, (laughs) fuck. With our butts. Um, New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Now we're there. Hello. Um, we arrived at our destination. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, when people were trying to uh, dispute the story and say that, you know, they were lying, making things up, whatever. Sarah, we don't even know the story yet. I know. I'm just, I need to tell you this quick fact or I'm going to forget it because I didn't write it down. All right. Don't um, people were saying that because they were in, a, in an interracial couple at this time, they were under a lot of stress, anxiety, things like that. And that may have caused them to have these delusions. But when um, Barney and Betty were asked about it. They said that they had a, a lot of really supportive community members, um, congregation members, and, and that they didn't face a lot of the same um, hate and like vitriol that that other, sure. you know, interracial couples. I have. might be a skeptic, but I don't think someone's discredited because they're under fucking stress. If stress right. makes the aliens, you would be 10 times anally probed by now oh my god please just from this week (laughs) (laughs) didn't you have a root canal last week yeah Yeah, and i got a ticket two tickets in five days in In five days i was pulled over twice (laughs) and had a root canal when was the last time you've been pulled over between besides those two times nine years ago yeah, nine years ago. What's and then to get pulled over twice in five days. And the I got one ticket. You look like an alien. <laughs> no. The second police officer was super nice. The first one was, was? kind of Were you still messed up from the root canal? No, they didn't put me under for it. Shut up. They uh-uh. just numbed you up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How's that? That sucks, right? Yeah, it really sucks. Well, I'm claustrophobic. So you know those black like bite blocks that they put? Oh, I die. Like to keep your mouth open. I was like, I'm just going to tell you right now, I can't do that. <laughs> right. I'm not claustrophobic. I'm just, this is what I tell them. I swear to God, this is true. I say, you guys, I can't do that. There's, there's more than one reason that I'm gay. And this bad gag reflex is definitely one of them. <coughs> and I will throw up in my dentist's chair. I don't care. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do it. Oh God. Could you imagine having to throw up with your mouth held open? Yeah. Oh that's man, that's gross. Just no, horrible. that that actually happened to me on my my that drunk night when I was puking out the window <laughs> on the freeway because of the wind force blowing right, right. in my cheek pocket. Yeah, yeah. I closed my eyes to it, the the dentist, because I can't do all the sensations at once—the feeling in my mouth, the noise, and all the people around me. Like they'll try to talk to me, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Listen, I've had a lot of dental work done, 
and I've had a root canal before. You do. And this root canal was the best like dental experience I've ever had. What it was like it was like super nice. Everyone was like really cool. <laughs> it's really nice. You said that already. It was decorated really nice. What a fucking re- Yelp review that is. <laughs> it was by far the best dental experience I ever. No, had. they like kept checking. Like the the dentist who is like this older man, like in his late fifties. He was great. He was just. Really well, I thought there was more to that story. That ended quite abruptly. Um. He no. He was just nice i just blew into the mic we're vaping. Nice. We're too cool for school oh, all right go ahead fuck Come. me it's a long story i'm gonna have to get through it yeah here we um, go we <laughs> basically they both had stressful jobs right he's a postal worker she's a social worker so they... what it has nothing to do with it no i know no, not to you i mean to those yeah. people no we're done with that i'm just telling you more mm. about this night um mm. basically they had stressful jobs right so they were like let's take like a little LSD spur of, <laughs> spur of the moment oh. vacation oh, okay. for a little bit right and then do um, LSD. the by the time they decided they wanted to go they were going to go visit Montreal and Niagara Falls mm-hmm. so by the time they decide they're going to take this little impromptu trip uh the bank is closed so they go they can't like go take money out so they basically leave on this little trip with 70 bucks which in that time was like like around 300 dollars or something that's why that lady only tipped you five because she's still living back then. <sighs> she thought five dollars was like the equivalent to twenty. Can you imagine? What getting having tipped $5? someone literally so hands on with you for three and a half hours? Oh yeah, Sarah's a uh, sex worker on the side today <laughs> for updating you. She was hands on with this old lady today for three hours. <laughs> I got five dollars. She got five dollars. <laughs> Like, ridiculous no 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 she's a cosmetology student or something yeah listen just you guys tip your tip, tip the people that have to touch your fucking feet they gotta massage your goddamn hands they gotta put their fingers all over your itchy scalp and make you look good tip them yeah isaac what the yeah isaac <laughs> tip your wife tip your wife go ahead um he's gonna make a very crude joke back at me okay anyway so they go on this little impromptu trip and and they have a good time i think they stay i think it's just one night maybe two nights um but because they had only brought that 70 bucks with them they're kind of running a a little bit low on money and they want to play it safe um so instead of staying in a motel that night they go to this like little diner drink some coffee and they're just gonna drive straight through and make it home it should take them like four and a half hours i don't believe they're leaving kind of late at night Uh um and at around 10 30 p.m Uh they're heading back to portsmouth oh they're done with the vacation yeah this is the end they're headed home so what the fuck we care about all that other shit coffee and all that setting the fucking scene you didn't set any scene you set a scene two scenes ago and then skipped all the recent scenes and just two days later they're in their car i'm just fucking with you go ahead i'm high (laughs) (laughs) go ahead uh they're headed back to portsmouth it's 10 30 p.m 
So it's and dark. Be- and Betty sees a bright light in the sky. First, she thinks it's a falling star, except it's, it's moving upwards. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> moving. Does she know shooting stars can go any direction? Can they? If no, you they look up in the down. sky, a shooting star can go anywhere, in any direction. We're not, we're not flat earthers, Sarah. I have never seen a shooting star go up. Which way do you see it go? Go down or like across or like a curve down. You're not thinking straight. Because <laughs> yes, I am. I thought about all of this sober. What do you think? There's gravity out there? They go any direction. Vanessa, have you ever seen a shooting star shoot upwards? Yeah, of course. No, you haven't. You are fucking lying. You can look up any viewers. You are lying. <laughs> First of all, you didn't say in person, but I've seen it on timeline. Okay. Videos where they ca- on a technicality. A technicality. It's still, it still happened that way. I don't believe you. <laughs> star can only go down. What is that? A shooting star? Oh, no. It went, in a diff- it went upwards. <laughs> Definitely an alien. Okay. All right. I'm moving on. Go ahead, Annalie Probe. After it moved upwards, it starts moving erratically and grows bigger and brighter. Um, So she tells Barney, hey, stop the car. I want to look at this. And they have their dog, Delcy, with them, which is like the cutest little dog. I saw a picture of him. They're like, we can let Delcy walk, and I want to look at this light. So he's like, oh, my God, fine. So he pulls into a scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. I have no idea where these places are. Um, so if you want to know how far that was from where they were, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. <clears throat> Betty pulls out her binoculars she had taken with her on the trip, looks to the sky, and observes an odd-shaped craft, quote, odd-shaped craft, flashing multicolor lights. Oh, my God. Several years earlier, Betty's sister had told her about a UFO that she had observed, and so Betty thought maybe that's what she was seeing. What are the odds? Two sisters. Come on. Actually. Oh, here we go. The odds are much greater. Yeah, because you're more inclined to believe bullshit. No. Like alien abductions and alien sightings. Like if your grandma was abducted, Right, and you're more likely to be abducted. So you're saying, like a family lineage, told you there's a man in the sky and you can pray to it, you're more likely to be predisposed to it. Well, that wouldn't make sense because both my grandparents are pastors. And I I didn't say every time, I said more likely. That's what I said. I said more likely. You are more likely. You're more likely to see it, but that doesn't add any validity to what they see. Just adds to what's that thing that you like where multiple people believe the same bullshit? Group psychosis. That group psychosis. Mm. Go ahead. Get to the anal probes. She takes it a step further, this girl. <laughs> Barney, the husband, <laughs> he one up her sister. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He grabs the binoculars from his wife and he thinks he's just seeing a commercial airliner. Um, but that quickly changes, or his mind quickly changes because he sees the craft without actually turning or moving it was all of a sudden rapidly descending in his direction quote that this object was a pl- oh fuck quote 
this object that was a plane was not a plane. How fucking good of a quote is that? That's the best quote I've ever heard. It's really good, right? Yeah, can you say it again? I missed it. This object that was a plane was not a plane. <laughs> Does she mean this object that was first perceived to be as a plane? Yeah. Yeah. Was definitely not. Right. I like her way better. That's it was oh. Barney, the husband that said I'm, that. I'm I'm reading that shooting stars. Yeah, I knew you weren't listening to my story. So I'm, I'm reading but. that. Shut up. I'm reading that. Uh, when people think they see shooting stars, they're usually seeing some sort of small meteor particle or something enter the Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So the reason it goes downwards is because it's entered our atmosphere, so it's entered our gravity. But like a genuine shooting star, like a shooting star that's dying out in space, it's going to shoot up. You can see any direction to the sun. No, it wouldn't shoot up. I mean, if you just think about if you lay back on the earth on your back and look straight up in the sky you have a, you have essentially like a square mm-hmm. and it can go in any direction left right up down do you see what i mean yep does that make sense yeah i i don't understand what i'm saying so i'm, glad I'm you gonna can. let you die on this hill all right thank you um go ahead so after his badass quote uh <laughs> they hurry up back to the car jump in and like speed off and they're heading toward mm. i mm. wrote franconia notch but i think it like spell check might have auto corrected franconia because that doesn't sound familiar that was a vital piece of information thanks for making sure our listeners were aware aware <laughs> sorry, i'm stumbling my sorry words. guys it's a train wreck anyways they they described it as a narrow mountainous stretch of road yeah that's where they're speeding down now well they continue to drive down this isolated road for like miles and this thing is following them erratically like like it's here and it's there and then it's It's out of the sky and it's like now in their presence it's um i think down here he says it ends up being about a hundred feet above them hmm uh, one mile south of Indian Head, the craft descends rapidly toward them again. Like it's now, now it's a craft. Yeah, I've been saying craft. Okay. Not a UFO yet. I don't know. <laughs> so Barney stops the car in the middle of the highway and is like, "What the fuck?" Because the thing's like coming right at them. Um, and the this huge sight. It's completely silent craft hovers at about 80 feet above their car and it's so large that it fills the entire field of view from the windshield is just this ship in front of them which they described as like a cigar with two red fins on the side it doesn't sound like they're completely lsd acid tripping balls no they're like an older couple like i explained in the in the beginning they are completely normal functioning you know, members of society first of all they're in their you, like 50s you just insinuated that anyone who drops acid or does lsd which i've never done have you of course you've done everything are Sorry, bad no. people and old people aren't bad and don't do fun things and what else they don't oh, do lsd horrible. They're normal. 
Yeah, you're probably right. If he works for the post office. And she's a fucking social worker. They're <laughs> not driving. going out doing fucking LSD. <laughs> and driving. Well, they're doing something. They see a cigar with wings. Come on. So Barney takes um, a pistol out of his glove box. The binoculars. <laughs> now that sounds like a real guy. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets out of the car and looks up to the craft and he says he sees about 8 to 11 humanoid figures. Humanoid figures staring back at him through windows that are in the craft so they have windows they're so yeah, like, they're like these tiny like porthole things is how he described them mm-hmm. um round windows all of, all of the figures step back except one who telepathically just through thought tells barney oh quote stay where you are and keep looking Okay. End quote. Um, Barney it's would later, question. Barney would later tell uh, NICAP investigator Walter Webb that the quote beings were somehow not human. Not as good as his last quote, but nonetheless, he uh, rips the binoculars from his eyes, runs back to the car, jumps in, and starts like hysterically screaming to Betty that quote they're going to capture us. Um, she starts to roll up the windows, lock the doors, and almost immediately they start hearing this rhythmic beeping, humming, and buzzing sounds, and they're yeah. kind of like pulsating at them. Um, <laughs> the car starts vibrating, and a tingling sensation passes through both of their bodies. They then enter what they call a quote altered state of state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. Um, a second series of buzzes and beeps and all of that come, and the couple is returned to a full state of consciousness. All of a sudden, they feel very alert, um, and they find that they had actually traveled about 35 miles south, but they have, like, really vague, spotty memories of, that, of actually driving that distance, that 35 miles. They can't really, like, picture or think about how they had just done that um they do recall making a sudden turn encountering some sort of roadblock and then observing a fiery red orb in the road yeah um they arrive home at about dawn and uh they assert that they had some odd like sensations and impulses that they couldn't like really explain like okay betty insisted that their luggage be kept near the back door rather than the main part of the house which she wouldn't normally have cared where it was. Um, Their watches would never run again. Barney said that the leather strap for his binoculars was torn and he couldn't recall tearing it at any point. Um, The toes, uh, he was wearing like his best dress shoes. The toes of these shoes were all scraped and scuffed at the top of the toe. You know, like if two people had you by your arms and were kind of dragging you forward Mm. that's where all these scuff marks were on top of his um on top of his shoes they're telepathic but they have to manually drag you i don't know dude (laughs) crazy right sure don't um uh the oh barney says he he felt like compelled to examine his genitals (laughs) in the bathroom yeah. Like he felt like a weird tingling kind of burning sensation in his groin. 
chlamydia, uh, the clap. Oh. So he went to uh, the bathroom. He found he found nothing unusual. But side note, I don't think I ended up ta- I end up talking about this later. So I'll tell you now. Um, Wait, what did you just say? I'm going to tell you something now because I forgot to put it in the later part of the story. I don't want to forget it. Oh, go ahead. Um, but him examining his genitals because he had this weird, like tingling sensation, like around the dick and the balls and a couple months from then he actually started to develop in a perfect concentric circle ringworm warts mm-hmm. aliens gave him genital warts it's crazy right yeah <laughs> in a perfect circle right honey like I don't have, we've been married 20 years. I don't have any STDs, but you suddenly have warts. What's going on? You're not going to believe this story. Listen. Listen, Linda. (laughs) Boy, have I got a tale for you. Listen, this isn't the first time someone cheated and had to come up with an elaborate story. (laughs) Just Joseph and Mary, anybody? (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know who would win that one. (laughs) Because this, this gets pretty good. Yeah, go ahead. Um, they took long showers to remove uh, what they thought could be like possible contamination. And then they each drew a picture of what they had, had observed. Uh-huh. Um, they tried to reconstruct like the chronology of the events and, and then the drive home and all of that. But their memories were just kind of incomplete, fragmented. They couldn't get it all put together yeah they couldn't put humpty together again <laughs> what the fuck is that rhyme humpty dumpty sat on a wall, humpty yeah, yeah. Dumpty wall. Yeah. something men couldn't put them back together again right what does that have to do with this they couldn't get their memories back together oh but they can tell this whole fucking story huh yeah because i'm a spoiler alert Hypnosis they're lying. does come spoiler into play. Alert. They're lying. <laughs> Go ahead. No, spoiler, spoiler alert. Hypnosis does um play a part in this story. Do you know what hypnosis is? Do you know what it is? <laughs> I'm going to tell you later. Do you know what it is, though, for uh-huh. real? What yeah. it really is happening? What is it? It's like a, like your brain. No. <coughs> oh my God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you're dying. Finish chewing. <laughs> Put your arms up. You're still on mute, you stone bee. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, you guys. What are you choking on? A piece of pizza crust. Here lies Sarah Austin Boda, who choked on a piece of pizza crust. I'm doing what she loved. <laughs> the podcast. Hypnosis <laughs> is suggestibility. That's all it is, is how, sugge- how gullible and suggestible you are. Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead. Bad. Um, so then they go to sleep for a few hours. When Betty wakes up, she goes and takes the shoes and the clothes that she had worn during that drive um, into her closet and observes that the dress was torn at the hem, the zipper, and the lining. So she had these three big tears in her dress that had not been there before. (coughs) She then noted this pinkish powder that was all over her dress, like this weird, like, like light film of this pink powder on her dress so she hung the dress on her clothes on her clothesline and the pink powder blew away 
but <laughs> the dress was what they say was irreparably damaged and it just sort of started like deteriorating like an old like dishcloth you know oh fun fact over the years five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on that dress and nobody's been able to figure out what it is oh come on swear to god yes so what We got untested rape kits and we've had several scientists test this dress. Come on. Let me talk to the scientist. It's not like. Go ahead. The other. Right. It could be both. What? 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 Like there's all these rape kits and UFO stuff. Like it, it doesn't just have to be one. There can be both. I'm saying I'm not saying how dare they waste their time testing the dress. I'm saying no one's tested the dress. That's bullshit. Well, five laboratories have. Five, yeah, at, at some kid's high school, I'm sure. <laughs> there was these <laughs> shiny, concentric, perfect circles on their car's trunk that had not been there the previous day. So Betty and Barney go and get a compass and they say that when they move it close to these perfect circle spots, why would they get a compass? I don't know, but the needle would whirl like rapidly all around. What do you mean? Why? Why would they go get a compass for what? Let's go get a compass and see if it whirls, you know, compass act. on. Okay. But even if they were faking it, why would they do that? Right. Why would they suddenly have the idea to get a fucking compass? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's nonsensical. And compasses act by magnetic stuff. So, like, give me something compelling. Okay. When they moved it a few inches away from the shiny spots, it would drop down and go back to normal. Okay. That just means some there's magnet force and then there isn't one. I don't know. On September 21st, Betty phones the Peace Air Force Base to report their encounter. But she withholds, like, a lot of the details because she's afraid of what people might think of her. Yeah, no shit. Um, and they tell her, yes, there was a blip on the radar that day. September- there was a blip? Yeah. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm not in the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent journalism, Sarah. <laughs> I want to be Air Force. I don't know. I want to be on the news with you, and you're giving a hard-hitting report. And I'm like, what do they mean by blip? I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Ask them. On the Air Force. <laughs> Ask them, bitch. Let me tell my story. Um, Go ahead. On September 22nd, uh, Major Paul Henderson calls them because he wants a more detailed interview. So his sure. report, dated the 26th, would say that the Hills had probably just misidentified the planet Jupiter. What the fuck? How could... Know. In what world? none of this is true this is all made up and you're just reading nonsense no it's really good (laughs) but his report was forwarded to project blue book which if you don't already know what like what that is i know what what that is balls is but no no project blue book yeah uh was or is the u.s air force's ufo research project but we'll do more on that in a different episode that's a whole other thing so this report from the guy from the air force gets gets forwarded to project blue book um within days of the encounter betty is at the library 
checking out books on UFOs, uh, wanting to learn more about what, what she experienced. Um, <clears throat> she gets one written by a retired Marine Corps major named Donald Kehoe. Yeah, um, and he is the head of NICAP, which is a civilian UFO research group, if you didn't already know that. Thanks. Yeah, nerds. Um, and on the 26th, she writes a letter to Kehoe. She details the entire event. She includes that she and Barney were considering going under hypnosis to help them fully, like, figure out what had happened. And the letter was eventually passed to another NICAP member named Walter Webb, and he's a Boston astronomer, which I thought you would think is cool. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an astronomer. Pretty, that's a pretty, you know. If he's an astrophysicist, I might be impressed. Astronomer's good. It's not like an astrologer who believes in, like, astrology. Right. You know, an what astronomer. Was the, the guy that's a vampire guy? Remember we were making fun of that in an earlier episode? <laughs> was he a vampire? Ologist. Vampireologist. Yeah, just made up bullshit. <laughs> no, astronomy <laughs> is, like... That's a big science thing. Yeah. Fuck it. Sounds so dumb. Uh, so <clears throat> Walter Webb, he, you're not dumb. Yeah, I know. You're easily entertained. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, Webb meets with the Hills on October 21st, 1961. He does a six hour interview with them. They again, tell their entire story of what happened, but Barney adds that he feels some sort of like mental block. Like there are things in his brain that are not letting him remember these pieces that he's missing. Sure. Um, now we're at 10 days after the incident and Betty starts to have these super vivid, crazy dreams for five nights straight. And then they just stop. They never come back again. Mm -hmm. But um, they were all she could think about during the day. She was like full of anxiety and dread, just like on like a rapid downhill. Um, she brings it up to her husband, Barney. And while he's like sympathetic and like, you know, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. He wasn't super concerned about it. And he sort of just brushed it off and wanted her to like stop. Like he wanted to forget about it. So he wanted her to knock it off. Um, so on November, 1962, she starts to write down the details of the dreams that she had. So this gets a little weird. What are you doing right now? Reading a quote by a psychologist, uh, commenting on their story. Shall I read it? No, cause I probably already have it. The alien abduction phenomenon, in my opinion, shows how sincere non-psychotic individuals can develop beliefs about and false memories of incredible experiences that never happened. Yeah, I'll go ahead. In your opinion, dude. I know I'm such a deb. <laughs> <laughs> Everything going your way. You're high in Michigan. Long come deb downer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So here is what Betty remembers from in her dreams okay can't wait betty barney and these men from the craft 
walked up a ramp into a assume alien gender well no she did how dare she she did i don't like her um they walk into this disc-shaped craft uh has a metallic appearance and once inside barney and betty were separated did you say dick shaped dick disc disc oh i thought the story was gonna get good she protested and was told by a man she called quote the leader that if she and barney were examined together it would take much longer to conduct the exams and she and barney were taken into separate rooms that sounds like you listen listen can we take like, this a up. long time <laughs> i've got kids to pick up right. soccer games to get to this is a quick abduction okay come on over let's with. Go. uh Betty then dreamt that a new man similar to the others entered to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man, quote, the examiner, and said he had a pleasant, calm manner. And though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect and she had difficulty understanding him. Like he was speaking English, but it just wasn't quite sounding right. What the fuck Uh, is that? The examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants. He seated her on the chair and a bright light was shown in her eyes. So the alien tells her the reason I'm doing this is to see what's different between you and me. Yes. Right. Listen, that's what he tells her. Don't we have books and documents and files that we can just loan these aliens? So here, listen, I wish there was an alien book exchange. If anyone knows of one, let me know. I'm Apparently down. you do. Have you uh, seen that little redhead kid on the interviews? Apparently, uh, apparently, I love him. Go ahead. Sir. We're so old. He's like fifteen now. I know. Anytime I say apparently, <laughs> I think about him. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, he examined. Oh, he seated her on the chair, put this bright light in her eyes. He cut off a lock of her hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. He cut her fingernails and saved the trimmings. After examining her legs and feet, the man used this dull knife, um, like a letter opener, to scrape some of her skin onto what she said resembled cellophane. He then tested her nervous system and he thrust a needle into her navel, which caused Betty agonizing pain, whereupon the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes and the pain vanished. Mm. The examiner that left. That suggests that he's sympathetic. BTW. Or he just wanted to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm trying to do this. Wave her hand and shut her up then. Why take away her pain? I don't know. You might just knock it off. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, Getting interesting. That. that is interesting. The examiner left the room and Betty engaged in conversation with what she called the leader. She picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that the leader said she could take home with her. She also asked from where he came and he pulled down an instructional map dotted with stars. In Betty's dream account, the man began escorting them from the ship when a disagreement upon the ship broke out. The leader then informed Betty that she could not keep the book, stating that they had decided that the other men did not want to, her to even remember the encounter, let alone, sure, let her have a fucking book. Like, this is... Souvenir. Yeah, like a souvenir. Listen, do you notice alien abductions in 1961 have uh, the same technology, a knife, a needle, and a book, 
and abductions these days have lasers and advanced technology and why tablets yeah why wouldn't they also be involving uh, listen, if they can listen if they can travel the speed of light and come in here and defy gravity and conquer gravity in that regard with a spacecraft i don't think they would have a need for books yeah but think they could be looking at humans and saying holy shit i can't believe they figured out how to use jet fuel and they put it in this weird shaped thing they cram a bunch of fucking people on it and they just fly it around their own planet no if they're highly intelligent they would realize that that's no, how what you're travel. saying we are thinking about them they could very well be looking at us and thinking wow how the no. fuck are they doing that's that? not what i was saying i was indicating that they're like that it's made up so when you're in, in 1961 and you're making this up your I ability what you're saying oh well no, i understand what you were trying to say no, then what the fuck are you talking about? But I went. Um, Maybe while we were looking at them, they were looking at us. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> God, Jesus so the, the leader tells her she can have this book. Then the other guys come in and they're like, what the fuck are you saying she can have this book? No, she cannot. Did she tell him no take backs, sir? Oh, she should have. But Betty, so they're saying, dude, we don't even want her to fucking remember this. Well, she's certainly not taking a book. And Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory, she would one day recall the events. Oh, here we go. She and Barney were taken to the car where their leader suggested that they wait to watch the craft's departure. So they did. And then they resumed their drive. That, those, are her, uh, that, those are her dreams that she had. Wonderful dreams. So that's what she wrote down. November 26th. I'm sorry. November 25th, 1961. The Hills are again interviewed by NICAP members. Hypnosis is brought up again. But Barty's, Barney is pretty appreh apprehensive. Uh, but he thought it might help Betty and the quote nonsense about her dreams. Because Betty was like really taken off on this. Like something fucking happened and we need to figure it out and barney was more like i really don't want to like i know something happened but i really don't want to be involved in this yeah um it's not until 1963 that barney after a series of events that i could have gone into but didn't really add a whole lot to the story um he ends up meeting benjamin simons who is a hypnotist Simons begins hypnotizing the Hills on January 4th, 1964, which, so this is like three years after this has happened to them is when they start going to hypno hypnosis. Hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. Oh my God. So he hypnotizes Betty and Barney several times each. The, ses the sessions lasted from June 6th, 1964 oh <laughs> go ahead so it began january 4th 1964 and lasted until june 6th 1964 wow sorry so conducted the sessions on barney and betty separately he didn't have them together and they weren't allowed to hear what the other one said it's enough with the emphasis and so they could not overhear one another's recollections they didn't uh -huh. know what the other one was saying right because she hasn't the, written everything down and talked about it for the last three years. And at the end of each session, he reinstated amnesia. So they would forget 
what they had just confessed to. And they'd have to listen. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is what it says. I'm sorry that this is what <laughs> the words in front of me read. Right. Like, sorry that that is so offensive to your nature. <laughs> a guy, okay, a hypno guy can give you amnesia. If he can hypnotize you, why couldn't he give you amnesia? If he make you walk like a chicken and steal shit, uh huh, he can make you forget shit. No, he can make you pretend that you forgot shit. Maybe. By suggestibility. Maybe. Barney Sessions. Uh, we need to get that for our audience. Have them amnesia of this episode. Aww. At the end. Oh, you're sad. <laughs> It's a funny train wreck. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was just making a joke. Don't get sad. <laughs> right. Simons hypnotizes Barry first. Uh, his recall of witnessing non-human figures was mm, very emotional. Uh, a lot of outbursts. Oh, uh, in fact, I can play one. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Yeah? Okay, so here's... <sighs> barney's are we back yeah here's barney's um hypnosis tape that he didn't even want to do he was just trying to make his wife happy yeah here's part of his hypnosis account of her alien abduction mm -hmm. can i play mine no let me play mine it's not no. even as long as yours it's literally 10 12 that seconds has nothing long. to do with my story but i want to play it all right go hurry up well i woke up to go give me a cold pop then i thought somebody was barbecuing i said oh lord jesus it's a fire then i ran out i didn't grab no shoes or nothing jesus for my life and then the smoke got me i got bronchitis ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> you're not allowed to interrupt me for the rest of the show that's sweet brown <laughs> i would believe her <laughs> she tells it like it is listen that was a there's a like tons of footage of this on youtube audio of this so you can go listen to it for yourself no thanks um uh, because he had so much anxiety and these crazy outbursts and stuff during the hypnosis, mm -hmm. Simons told Barney that he would not remember the hypnosis hypnosis sessions until he was certain he could remember them without being further traumatized. That's how hard it was on him during this. Um, 
Under oh. hypnosis, Barney reported that the binocular strap had broken when he ran from the UFO back to his car. He, recall, he recalled driving the car away from the UFO, but that afterwards he felt irresistibly compelled to pull off the road and drive into the woods. He, invent, he eventually sighted six men standing in the dirt road. The car stalled and three of the men approached the car. They told Barney to not fear them. He was still anxious, however, and he reported that the leader told Barney to close his eyes. While hypnotized, Barney said, quote, I felt like the, eye, like the eyes, like his eyes had pushed into my eyes. Imagine that feeling. It's like, yeah. like something. Yeah. Like that's how it felt. Like close your eyes and then someone just pushing your eyes in. You really think if aliens exist, they have eyes like we do? I don't know, ma'am. I'll tell you about that later. Uh, Barney described the beings as generally uh, similar to, to what Betty had said. Um, the beings often stared into his eyes uh, with this terrifying, mesmerizing effect. And under hypnosis, Barney said things like, oh, those eyes, they're in my brain. There's like parts of the, I didn't pull that part up. But he literally, like, the eyes of these things really fucked him up. Yeah. Uh, that seemed to be, like, what really stuck with him. <laughs> um, all I see are these eyes. Um, I, I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just there. They're just up close to me, pressing against my eyes. Like, it was all about his eyes. Uh, Barney related that he and Betty were taken onto the disc-shaped craft they were separated. He was escorted to a room by three men and told to lie on a small rectangular exam table. Um, unlike Betty, Barney's narrative of the, of the exam was less detailed as he continued to keep his eyes closed for most of the, most of the exam. He said a cup-like device was placed over his genitals. He did not experience an orgasm. But they did get a sperm sample from him. No homo. <laughs> um, they scraped they, his... <laughs> they acquired mm -hmm. a sperm sample. Yeah, they put this thing, a cup-like device, over his genitals. A flashlight. Extracted sperm from him, but he did not orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guy. The men scraped his skin. They looked into his ears and mouth. A thin, like, tube was inserted into his anus and then quickly removed. Um, <laughs> sounds like a doctor's visit. No, it sounds like it was probably in there for a lot longer. He didn't really, like, I didn't orgasm. Yeah, they put something in my ass, but, like, then they took it right out. It was, like, hardly it's, gay I at all. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, someone felt his spine and seemed to be like counting his vertebrae. Uh, Betty had reported a conversation with the leader that she understood in English, but Barney said that he heard them speaking in a mumbling language that he did not understand, yet he also understood them in English. So it's like they were speaking two languages at the exact same time. Isn't that cool? No. <laughs> Sounds completely unlikely. Betty had also mentioned this detail. Um, the few times that they communicated with him, Barney said it seemed to be thought transference. Um, at that time, he 
didn't know the word telepathy. He had never heard that word before. So the best he could come up with was thought transference. Um, Because both he and his wife, Betty, stated that they hadn't observed the being's mouths actually moving when they communicated in English with them. Yes. Uh, He then recalls being escorted from the ship and taken to his car. And in a daze, he watches the ship leave. Barney remembered a light peering appearing on the road and he said oh no not again like freaking like like not happy and he recalled betty's speculation that the light might have been the moon though the moon had set several hours earlier he also stated that he attempted to produce the code like buzzing sound which seemed to strike the car's trunk um by stopping and starting the vehicle and seeing if he could hear anything but his attempt was unsuccessful um betty's accounts under hypnosis are mainly the same as the dreams she wrote about with a few differences surrounding her capture and release uh simons gave betty the post-hypnotic suggestion that she could sketch a copy of the star map that the alien had showed her remember in her dream he showed her a star map so mm-hmm. the hypnotist gives her this post-hypnotic suggestion, suggestion saying, you know, you can now sketch the copy of that. You can see it. You can sketch it. And she later described, um, she later described it was like a three-dimensional projection, like a hologram that they had shown her. Um, and eventually she did what uh, Simon suggested. So she without like looking at the patient look at the paper nothing she's like in a trance and she's just drawing what she is seeing what she saw in that dream interesting fact that's how the mormon religion was written <laughs> close his eyes and started writing close your eyes. get it all out um and although she said the map had many stars, she drew only those that stood out in her memory. So only the ones that were, like, she could see a lot going on, but she picked the clearest things she could see and drew those. Um, her map consisted of 12 prominent stars connected by lines, three lesser ones that formed a distinctive triangle. Uh, she said she was told the stars connected by solid lines formed trade routes, and whereas dash lines were to tr- were to less traveled stars. So it was like literally a map. Like here's where you should go. Here's where you can hop off and have fun. But nobody really goes this way. That's like a back country road. Don't go that way. For aliens. No, don't go down that road. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll come back to that star map later. Uh. I think. Go ahead. Interesting. Simons, who I didn't tell you this, Nobody but he it. is a severe skeptic. He's a hypnotist. He's a bullshitter by trade. But he is a, a, a big skeptic of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after the hypnosis sessions, Simon speculated that Barney's recollection of the UF encounter was possibly a fantasy inspired by Betty's dreams. How would you feel if a very religious person said that they were also very skeptic i don't i don't think hypnotists are i don't think it's what you're thinking hypnosis is used as a sign of or used alongside therapy a lot okay he didn't go to like some like a magic store (laughs) where somebody he's with a like a certified hypnotist oh really how do they get that cert 
I don't know. I think it's right because it's not measured. Yeah, it's that's not it literally. But you're wrong on that. You're <gasps> you're thinking that he's going to some like back alley magician. No, hypnosis is used like hypnosis and regression therapy. While it is so, kind of controversial, is used a lot in therapy. All right, it is, and on the X Files, like a lot. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Um, so that's what Simon's thinks. Simon's thinks that Betsy, that Betty is so like overtaken by all of this shit that she, or like her delusions are making Barney delusional. Uh, Simon's right. thought it was the most reasonable and consistent explanation. Uh, Barney rejected this idea. He's like, no, like, yeah, our memories are consistent in some regards, but we also have unique things that happen to us. And um, Bernie was now ready to accept that he had been abducted by the occupants of a UFO, though he never, like, fully embraced it as much as Betty did. Um, Though the Hills and Simons disagreed about the nature of the case, they all concurred that the hypnosis sessions were effective because before this, for the three years leading up to this, their lives were falling apart. They were don't say riddled with anxiety, making each other crazy, couldn't sleep, couldn't, you know, Barney had to take three months off of work for like sick time because he just couldn't get a grip on himself. I'm calling in sick Monday. I got anally probed this weekend. <laughs> well, after their hypnosis <laughs> sessions, the Hills were no longer tormented by anxiety about their experience. But sir, yes, Vanessa, I note it. I didn't like it but I need the day off. Thank you. No orgasm. I did not <laughs> orgasm. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, after Simons wrote an article about the Hills for the journal Psychiatric Opinion, explaining his conclusions that the case was a singular psychological aberration. So he did not, their hypnotist did not <laughs> think that they. That means they made it up. Uh, the Hills go back to their regular lives. They discuss the incident with family and friends, occasional UFO researchers, but by no means are they trying to become celebrities or like seek publicity. Mm-hmm. Like they're not trying to get it out there. Then on the 25th of a month, I didn't write down in <laughs> 1965, a front page story in the Boston Traveler asked, quote, UFO chiller, did they seize couple? <laughs> Do you like my newspaper accent? Yeah. I practiced it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reporter who wrote this, the craziness, had allegedly been given audio tape and notes from confidential interviews that the Hills had given to UFO investigators. Eh. They leaked at this newspaper in 1965. Um, Must not have been a lot of news going on. In well, then on the 26th, the United Press International picks up the story, and now it's international news. <sighs> it's everywhere. It's not, I mean, yeah. In 1966, writer John G. Fulton. You know why it was everywhere, right? Huh? You know why it was everywhere, right? Why? Because they were an interracial couple, so they wanted to show them as kooks. Uh, yeah. You are correct. I was gonna. Oh, I'm right about that. But everything else that makes sound sense. No, I swear to God, you are like really right. Like the first article that was written was did not paint interracial couples in a good light. It was horrible. It was basically a five day smear campaign against them. 
but you think everything else I've said is wrong. Right. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Don Fuller, uh, with the cooperation of the Hills and Simon's the hypnotist, he wrote a book called The Interrupted Journey, and it's about the case. And the book includes a copy of Betty's sketch of the star map. Uh, the book was a quick success. It went through several printings, blah, 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 blah. Later in life, uh, Betty claimed to have seen UFOs a number of times. Um, and she became kind of a celebrity in the UFO community. And she kind of a little bit lost her mind. Uh, Barney died of a cerebral hemorrhage on February 25th, 1969 at age 46. She lost her mind um, the day of. Betty Hill died of cancer on October 17th, 2004, oh. at the age of 85, never having remarried. Isn't that sad? Yes. 40 something years alone, you know. Thank you. Marry. Oh, makes me sad. <laughs> Anyways, so when this book was released, all I wrote was one word, and I have to remember this is me when I was sober. I said, I'm going to write this word, and that will trigger, trigger a memory, Sarah, and it will tell you. Exactly this paragraph that you are too lazy to write. Go ahead. What's the word? I'll help. Zeta reticuli. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> so that is the name. The, the leader told her that that was like the name of their no. alien. No. Okay. So they write this. The book comes out in 1966. In it, like I said, they have a copy of Betty's sketch of the star map, which you remember she wrote during um, her hypnosis, right? She recalled it from the incident and, and sketched it out. So after this book comes out, this person who I didn't write down, God damn it. They look at the book, they see the star map and they're like, oh, they identify it. They identify it and it's an actual star map of what's called zeta reticuli which we could do an entire episode on zeta reticuli because that is supposedly where the grays live who the grays who the grays one of many alien species oh my fucking god um an argument was made by carl sagan uh arguing that the seeming star map was little more than a random alignment of chance points in an, episode, bless you. in an episode of cosmos in 1980 sagan demonstrated that without the lines drawn in the maps the hill map bore no resemblance to the real life map in contrast those more favorable to the map such as david saunders who was a statistician they literally study statistics um That's amazing. argued that the unusual alignment of key sun-like stars in a plane centered around zeta reticuli was statistically improbable to have happened by a chance random group of stars right and carl sagan said that it was nothing like that so that all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> no yeah not true um they also had had Barney sketch what he, you know, said the the alien beings looked like to him. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happens that a couple of days before the incident, there was an episode of a show called Outer Limits. 
And mm-hmm. on it, it featured an alien that looked quite similar to what Barney had drawn. Thank you. But when asked if they had watched that episode of Outer Limits, oh, they both claimed to have not even what show (laughs) definitely not um so they got really high and watched outer limits and and mixed reality with and that is the abduction of barney and betty hill and that is the bullshit story of today i don't know man get on youtube no 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 their hypnosis tapes no 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 get off this story and start telling everybody why you think because you told me why last time i saw you and you were super stoned why they get hillbillies only go ahead okay i think that they don't get hillbillies only what you're seeing what they're they're getting lots of people right but what you see in the news is what we all know the government wants you to see in the news Right. So they want you to see the only people coming forward are these backwoods people with no education and blah, blah, blah. And look how crazy this is. I have no education. So that when you have that experience, you won't feel like the media is going to take you seriously. (sighs) Right. Record everything these days, you would think. And another thing I didn't write down. With dash cam videos and such, we'd have something by now. But guess what? They, okay, okay, go look up dash cam alien footage. You just don't believe it. They, it's not that it's not there. You don't believe it. Oh, my God. Tell me about your orbs. Okay, so <laughs> um, they described these, these beings as having, like, grayish skin and purple lips. Right. They also explained that these aliens seem to have no concept of time or color. Okay. Color being the big thing I want to talk about right now, because there is a big theory that the reason we see aliens with things like human looking eyes and a nose and a mouth and sometimes ears and and the rough shape of a body, right, is because aliens may be trying their very best they're putting in their best effort. They're sending their best players to try and repl- replicate something human-like that, that we would be more open to being around, right? We wouldn't be so scared of it. But because they have no concept of color, they're trying to copy what they would see. What would they see if they looked at us in black and white? Gray skin, purple lips. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Drop my jewel. Get the fuck out of here with this <laughs> bullshit. How like right? No. Oh, that was fun, guys. That was not there's so much you can look into this. Like I you thought that was long. I skipped so much. Yeah. And like tell them about the underground alien society. Oh my god, no, because I don't know where it's at and I'm gonna sound stupid. I can't remember. But you said it was Area 51. Mm. Roswell or something. Yeah, Area 51. Don't Google it. Oh. There we go. Underground. Um, I can't remember where exactly this is. Yes. An underground base for aliens exists underneath Area 51. Boom. Oh, must be fact. It's been, it's been it's fact It's on the International everyone. Business Times. Oh, boy. 
sounds legit. I'm just saying. Must be legit. <laughs> That's where it's from. Yeah. Well, fascinating. Yeah. That was good. So you're not gonna tell them about the orbs? No. Oh man. Nope. Come on. Well, we I well, you used to live here in Arizona. We have the lights over Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Nineteen ninety two, I think. Maybe you should get drunk and tell me about that next week. No. <laughs> well, what are you gonna yeah. get drunk and tell me about next week? Why do I have to get drunk? Well, oh, I gotta tell a story now. Yeah. I gotta try and get through something. Yeah. Oh, like drunk history. Right. Uh what should I do it on? Let's make it something good. Do like a medieval crime. Oh, come on. Come on, that would be so fun. The medieval crime or murder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please, medieval aliens. Uh no. Now <laughs> now it's the history channel, basically. Right. My stepdad was watching the History Channel, and mm. I sat down next to him to watch, and it was nothing about history. It was all about aliens. And I'm like, why? Is this- <laughs> why are you watching this? Oh, this has nothing to do with history. Right. And he's, like, religious. Well, it's so I didn't understand his interest. That's what I'm saying. How do you think the Stonehead thing came to be? Stonehenge? So, yeah. I think we don't give a lot of the people that lived back then enough credit. Pyramids? Yeah. I think that they absolutely could have done it themselves. There's, we can't even recreate it now, I'm being told. Yeah, it doesn't I, I, I don't they weren't Pyramids. cave people rubbing sticks together. They were a highly civilized functioning society. Right, but it was like the measurements were perfect. Well, I mean I want to believe it was aliens. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> I really, really want to believe it was aliens. But I don't know. I don't know. I like that kind of stuff because that's tangible to me because that's a pyramid you can see. Mm-hmm. You can measure it and see how precise it is. And I don't know. I feel like if you saw these people, you listened to them, you would... Call bullshit? No, because you have that look. You have that that listen i've seen a crazy head already that these people are just crazy no they're just i believe that they believe their shit but that doesn't mean it's true yeah people also hallucinate and see shit and Mm. are crazy there's people who before science came around and explain what sleep paralysis is which i've experienced they experienced as a demon so that's where you're asleep. No, I know. Yeah, I know what it is, but I've never experienced. And you, a part of you wakes up, but the part that's in your nervous system, I think. Right. So you can't. So if, and so I went through it because my eyes will open. So when I was a kid, I remember once we were driving in the car with my dad and my stepmom and my siblings. Well, their kids, whatever. We were going somewhere. We were on a vacation. And I'd fallen asleep in the back, but my eyelids were open. So right. my eyes open when I sleep a little bit. And I could hear them talking, right? And this has happened to most people, right? Like an alarm goes off or your kids or the TVs, uh-huh. and you hear it, you become aware of that sound, but you interpret it in a dream. Right, right. It works after that, way in. Yeah. Right. But shortly after that, you wake up and realize, oh, that's what I was hearing, my alarm or the TV or whatever. Right. 
So similar to that, my eyes open. I can't move or anything. I can't even move my eyes. I can't look left or right. I can just see what I can see. Yeah. And they're talking and I can hear them talking. I can see that they're talking. And then I realize that I'm like asleep or something. I can't move. I can't yeah. wake up. So what I try to do is scream and I can really feel myself trying to scream. Well, because of these experiences, I have nightmares where I need to scream for help and I can't scream. Yeah. That's just a regular nightmare though. Yeah. So my eyes are op- like open enough where I can see them talking. I become aware of them talking and I can't wake up and it's, it's, it really is paralysis. You can't right. move or do anything. Yeah. And the only thing that seemed to work for me, which works in my nightmares also when I become, because I also do lucid dreaming. That is also real because I've, I've experienced it. I become aware that I'm dreaming and I get yep. excited. I'm like, cool, I'm going to bring a hot chick in this dream. <laughs> Let's get it going. Oh, I'm so serious. I've had some good times. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, or I'll try to fly too. I like to fly. When yeah. I do that. But it's, it's weird. In a lucid dream, I'll start jumping. Mm-hmm. trying to fly and it'll be like low gravity jumps and i'll be get like frustrated yeah I'm like, i just want to fuck it i don't understand how i'm Maybe not break how, here <laughs> yeah i'm like half controlling the dream it's so yeah. annoying but i can i can become aware that i'm dreaming but what's scary is when i become aware i'm dreaming in a nightmare yeah so when i was when i was a kid i've been lucid dreaming since i was a kid right i didn't i couldn't comprehend it yeah but i can remember it so I was in my house. There was no furniture in my house. It was really dark and scary. Instead of just white stucco walls or whatever we have, it was like brick, like a castle. And the bricks were all moving in different places. And there was someone there trying to get me. Right. And I was just terrified, right? And I realized in the dream, I remember realizing I'm in a nightmare. I need to get out of this because it's terrifying. Yeah. How do I get out of this? I go into my room where my bed normally is. And I say, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> Fuck it. I lay down. Yeah, I laid down, and I remember like making the noises like I was asleep mm-hmm. in my dream. And when I do that in my dream or nightmare, I wake up. Huh? Like it works. Like I'll go to sleep in, in a nightmare once or twice. It hasn't worked right away, and it's been scary. But then I do. Um, but anyways, uh, I told a doctor about these lucid dreams, and they actually scanned my brain because they thought I might be having seizures. Yep. At night, I guess people can have seizures mm-hmm. at night or something like that. Yeah, but um, no uh, seizure activity. So, anyways, before science came out with brain scans and can see that people were just, you know, half awake and half asleep. Yeah. Like the part of their body that's awake is their conscious mind, and then the, the the part that stays asleep, because your body does actually put you in like a paralysis type state when you yeah. sleep naturally. Yeah. Your body can do that. Yeah, there's some chemical that's released in your body too. And right. it like relaxes your muscles and yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, people would interpret those and they would say they feel a pressure, but you don't feel any pressure. You just know that you you experience the sensation of, and this must be what like it's like to be paraplegic. I don't know. But you can feel that your brain wants it to move, but uh-huh. nothing happens. Do you right. Know what I mean? Right. Um. And so they, they described it as someone's holding them down. They see a shadowy figure and it's the demon. But it's weird because it's similar to when you hear sounds for real mm. and you interpret it in your dream. I've noticed when I have that similar sensation, like there is a, an evil spirit doing something to me and I'm half awake, right? Right. What's happening to me, in my opinion, is I'm just seeing a shadow, but I'm simultaneously perceiving it in a dream if that makes any sense almost like you're hallucinating yeah 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 because you don't when you hallucinate you don't you don't 
you don't see you do see something that isn't there but you interpret the things that are really well, humans there humans also have what's called patternicity which means we try our brains continually try to make patterns faces things that are recognizable right to understand everything so if right. you could be seeing just a regular shadow but because you're already in this heightened sense of where the what the fuck's going on what state am i in your brain your brain's also practicing this patternicity and just right. trying to put shit together for you and even with science explaining this to people some people still think it's like a demon and they try to get exercised or whatever they move out of their house or something like that when really they just have i think like an overactive mind or something like that right right um i've also recently i don't know if it's from my mer uh, medical marijuana use or not because this is when it started um i'll um i'll like ugh, it's so weird i will i it's almost like that sleep paralysis i will come out of a sleep but i'll i i i'm not quite out of it yet right. out of sleep i'm not quite awake yet i guess yeah um and i will but i can see somehow my eyes open up again mm -hmm. and i can see things and i will it happens very quickly the, the my brain processing things but i'll see something that isn't there and so like i fell asleep the other night uh, before i moved in here i fell asleep with my earbuds in listening to rachel maddow and she had some old white guy on with an interview mm -hmm. and i heard him talking and then i saw someone like over me with their hand around my neck now i didn't feel like i was being choked but i felt that pressure similar to when like i said your eyes open up but you can't move yeah and as i came out of that sleep i screamed at the top of my lungs help it hurt my throat. I screamed so loud. And I, but I really believed in like reality. Right. That so someone yeah. was with me. Like I, cause I remember having a thought like, wait a minute, is this a dream? Because yeah. this has happened before where I've hallucinated spiders or something like that. Yeah, on, yeah. It lasts five seconds. It doesn't last any longer. Right. Yeah. It's always at night. It's not like during the day I'm seeing shit. Right? Yeah. So, um, I remember having that thought and going, no, I see it, and you know, I it, it's just something I think I see, right? Very quickly, I have these thoughts, right? Yeah. At the same time, I hear Rachel's guy on. At the time, I don't realize this, but yeah. I hear the guy on, and I'm like, I've never hallucinated sound ever. Yeah. And the fact that I can hear him says it's real, and that's when I got scared and screamed yeah. and woke up out of it and realized, like, I didn't even know where I was. Yeah. I had to figure out where I was, and I'm like, fuck, did anybody hear me? Are they coming? No. <laughs> no. Nobody did, which was a good thing. I would have woken everybody up. <sighs> Isaac, the other night, he, see, I sleep fine. Like, I have a hard time falling asleep, but, like, I have, like, a very specific routine. I need an earplug in one ear, my phone playing in the other ear. I sleep with my arm under my pillow, like, you know, very particular. But Isaac does the same thing you do. He has sleep paralysis. He has, like, lucid dreaming, things like that, things I've never experienced. And the other night, we, I fell asleep first and then sometimes for him to fall asleep, he'll like run his hands through my hair and stuff. So he must've fallen asleep with his hand, like kind of clenching my hair. And I remember having a dream where in the middle of trying to sleep, Isaac pulled my hair really hard. And I was like, woke up like, what the fuck's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And then fell back asleep. I thought I had this dream that this happened. And then the next day, Isaac's like, oh my God, I fell asleep with my hand in your hair last night. 
I had a bad dream. I almost ripped your whole fucking scalp off. (laughs) He literally like jerked my whole fucking head and I woke up and said, what the fuck? Like, what was that for? And then we fell back asleep. But in my mind, I had just dreamt that that happened. Right. I don't actually remember that happening in real life. Right. I did. Yeah. Maybe it's because I I woke up so quick and then fell back asleep so quick that it was like my brain didn't really have time to sync up what had just happened. I don't know if it was you or my girlfriend, but we were talking about something about, you know, it was my girlfriend, how the conscious mind is different than the mind that we have right now, moves our arms and hands, Mm -hmm. processes, does everything, right, when we're awake. And I was just mine. Right. And I'm just now thinking that that's a possibility because that would explain why consciously I was awake. Right. And I had the functions of my eyeballs because they were slightly open, but I had no other means of control, I guess. Right. It's something to do with the books you read, but it has something to do with like the voice in your head because everybody has their voice in their head, their narrator Uh voice, and how that's totally different than what your brain that's moving is. Is is your narrator voice your own voice? Yeah, I think it is. That, right? You think it is? I think it is. But it's, who knows? Because you don't really hear it. Yeah. It's weird, right? It depends, too, like what I'm thinking about. Like, sometimes it'll be your voice, like, telling me how stupid I'm being. (laughs) No, not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're just not available. But I tried to think about, because there was a... I listened to like old comedy podcasts of Ricky Gervais. I love him. And he did one with Carl Pilkington where he was like, does your brain speak in your accent? And they're all cracking up laughing at like what a ridiculous thought that is. But he has like a, a Manchester accent. So his accent is different from theirs. And he says things differently. And he's like, when I'm thinking in my head, I literally think it, the way I speak. Yeah. Like my thoughts come out with the same kind of little you know, weird things you add to words or certain ways you pronounce them, things like that. He's like, that's how I I literally think the way I speak. And I've tried to think about that. And it was the same thing you did where I was like, yeah, I speak in my voice. I think, I think, you know, and I can never never hear it. Well, never get myself to think about it when I'm having those like thoughts to myself. So I can never like pick up on if it, I don't know. I'm really high. <laughs> you talk to yourself when you grocery shop? Fuck. I talk to myself 24-7. There's like a little movie playing in my head all the Out time. Out loud? No, no. I I'm do. I need to stop. I know you do. Looks. <laughs> you do? Yes. Do you, know? you do it all the time. What do you mean? Even when you're around people and I'll be like, what? And you're like, I'm just talking to myself. But it's never like a conversation, but you'll like mutter oh, something. Believe me, breath. it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to myself. But, like, I'm talking with myself. Like, there's a part of me talking in my head that's like, all right, we need, like, sour cream. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to cook <laughs> we anything. We need it. We- yeah, what I say out loud is, yeah, yeah but I'm not going to cook anything right now. And so don't need it right now. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm very agreeable with myself. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, I guess. Very right. rarely do I argue with myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it works out well. Do you think that's a, uh. a good thing or a bad thing? Probably a good thing. If you constantly had to fight with your own self. <laughs> well, not fighting. I mean, do you think it's a good thing that I'm constantly talking to myself? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it probably keeps your brain, like, healthy and active. You're just constantly thinking. Yeah. You're just constantly in your head. 
Yeah. But sometimes I'll be thinking for so long that I'll stop and I'm like, I don't remember like the last hour of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like they were just happening in my head without me fully grasping any of it. You ever drive and go, how the fuck yes. did I get from here to there? I don't yeah. even like, how did I avoid a collision? Cause your brain is like, they've shown that once you're used to like certain routes and things like that, your brain realizes, okay, we don't have to put as much effort into this. We already know this. And you're just kind of like on autopilot. Huh? Just do it. Well, I wonder why I wouldn't store the memory. I don't know. Yeah. Cause the aliens are harvesting them. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they fly their UFOs. Uh, Aliens. Okay. Are you Mm. closing this? Is that what you're doing? Yes. I knew it. God damn it. Uh, It is midnight 30. I have school in the morning. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. are you drinking? Blue Pepsi? No, Blue Mountain Dew. You were just yelling at me for my green Mountain Dew. First of all, it's not diet. And second of all, I've had this three days and that's how much I've drank. Oh. The top. Look, isn't it flat by now? I take little sips. No, you close it really tight and it, it, it's good. Don't shake it. You have your kids opening and closing the fridge constantly or something, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a pro tip from Vanessa. I mean, it's not Have soda. Fresh. Don't shake it and make sure that you put the top on. Pro tip. Pro, pro tip. tip. Life hack. <laughs> Life hack. We could have a whole show. Oh, All right. Man. Whatever I'll do. I, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I think I should get trashed, which is like two shots. I'm a yeah. lightweight. And you should tell me what I should talk about. Talk about just talk about like with like talk about like no research beforehand no i could do research but if you want me to wing it that would have to be something i know personally and i you know like most of my stories are sad (laughs) i don't want to do those (laughs) about your childhood yeah how's your relationship with your mother (laughs) uh can i tell you a morbid joke before we cut okay well not even a morbid joke gonna get us in trouble no it's just between you and me really no, well, sorry guys. Close. Yeah, your- sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> it's not a morbid, just a morbid thought, like a, a laugh, yeah, yeah. and it's not funny. Don't get me. You know me well enough, okay? But I was getting your stuff together to send you, and I had to put Kay's pop back. I'm like, it's too soon. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I know. I had to put it back, and I put it away because I thought it would be not thoughtful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it would be inappropriate. <laughs> like, how long am I gonna have to hold on to this pop now? Huh? Now you have to explain it really quick. <laughs> no, I'm not comfortable explaining it. You explain it. It's your kid and his suffering. Listen, my, I have a huge ex- um, obsession with the original Pet Cemetery. I liked the new one too, but um, it's the best. Yeah, my son has um, like a huge affliction for horror movies, like I do, and I don't care what you have to say about it. And so when the new Pet Cemetery came out, he and I watched the original the night before, and then it came out. We went and saw it. He was obsessed with it. He liked the original much better too. He's a kid to my heart. And um, so when Vanessa was shopping a couple weeks ago, she knows that Kanan and I had gone and seen that movie. And so she sent me this pop that she found, which is Gage and Church after they've both died and come back to life. (laughs) Yeah. And and so she got it for Kanan. I'm like, oh my God, we got to get that. You know, pick it up for me. 
So she bought it and she's going to send it to Canaan, but our cat died. <laughs> I can't send it. I have to hold on to it. I was like, oh God. So that might send be. this. <laughs> but it's, I wouldn't, I thank God you thought about that because I wouldn't even have thought. Absolutely. I thought about that. I yeah. put that right back. I have to always yeah. think about what other people would think or I'm just going to be awkward all day. Like, oh man, let me hang on to that for another couple months. <laughs> oh my God. Before we go, you want to hear awkwardness? I feel so horrible, but. The truth is, let me ask you, in public restrooms, if no one's in there or all the stalls are full except for the handicapped one, you use the handicapped one? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not a jerk. Well, especially so, me because I usually have a toddler with me too. So I'm like, we're getting in this well, thing. Now I feel like a jerk because I oh. don't have a fucking toddler with me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, you're in the handicapped stall. Just me. Okay. Yes. I'm in the Walmart. I'm in the handicapped stall. I'm on the phone with you talking about this podcast. Mm-hmm. I hang up with you. By the way, I was on the toilet when we were talking. Today. Right. Okay. And I hang up with you, and it's you know going a little bit longer than I thought. Okay, right. guys. Right. It's Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Listen. For some reason, when it happens for me, I don't have a choice. <laughs> right. If I could prefer it, I would have waited. Yeah. And you know how it goes. No one's in there, and then all of a sudden, your butt is like, "We're doing this," and yep. you're like, "Well, no one's in here. Let's do it." And then Let's suddenly, go. clown car lets loose. Yeah. And every fucking broad in Walmart is in the restroom. A line has formed. Okay. There's a woman in a wheelchair. Hold <laughs> on. Believe me, it's happening. This story is happening. I hear a woman come out of the stall, regular stall, right? Oh. Well, I don't say regular, but you know, whatever stall, the smaller Able one. Stall. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. She comes out. I hear another woman politely offer that stall to a woman waiting in line. Uh-huh. And this woman who has like a frail old lady voice says, no, you go ahead. I'm waiting for the handicap stall. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. I better pinch it off. And I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked. There's nothing I can do when I come out of this. Give her an explanation. What am I going to do? Explain that no one was in there? Everybody does this, first of all. Second of all, I think yeah, I know you dick. Right. I as soon as I heard it, I seriously finished up. I stopped and 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 wh- I didn't even wipe. I got out. No, I'm kidding. I wiped. Listen, and I, I will say that if I was by myself and I walked into a bathroom and it was empty, I would just use the normal stall. Well, one of them was occupied when I came in there. There's only three. And the other one looked gross. And so is Vanessa the asshole in this situation? Yes, I am. Because I sure did. <laughs> Listen, she gave me the look like I was. Like, oh, she's yeah. old. She's got a cane. And I come out and I'm young. I'm an asshole. Right? And I come out. I'm young. Hot. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Freshly like, I emptied. <laughs> but listen, I did go. the right thing. As soon as I heard it, I got the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but it was we're like... We're doing our best, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst feeling. And there was... If, and if I explain myself to her, I'd be explaining it for for myself. So that's why I yeah, did it. Yeah, there was no reason. No, all that would have say, been awkward. All right. All I did was say sorry as I walked by. Just, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. 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 Say Sorry, I'm able-bodied. I apologize. Oh. I needed to go to the restroom. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Congrats to me. Congrats I'll to you. I'll never use that again because of that experience. There you go. You learned a very valuable lesson at Walmart today. Yeah, sure. I'm sure I did. <laughs> all right we'll see you guys on the next one all right Bye. bye